Have you been considering taking your horse or Western photography passion to the next level? Hi, it's Kara with Cowgirls with Cameras, and I want to tell you about our Cottonwood Ranch photography experience in August. This experience is a workshop, portfolio builder, business clinic, and gathering set in the majestic scenery of the Nevada mountains. This event is learning intensive and full of shooting opportunities that feature ranch work, western horses, cowboys, cowgirls, horses, and dogs. You'll walk away feeling more confident in your camera, editing, and business skills, shoot a few thousand images, and gain new friends in the process. Our events are always focused on collaboration over competition, and our three instructors, myself, Kim Beer, and Phyllis Burchette, are all deeply passionate about seeing you reach your photography goals. To learn more about this event and other photography adventures we have coming up, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. I almost forgot where I worked. <laughs> How are you today? Obviously, I'm a little scattered. <laughs> You know, I'm doing a lot of that in the clouds, 30,000 foot view kind of work in my business right now. Uh-huh. And I'm doing a lot of clarifying things. And, and this this episode topic that we're talking about day-to-day could not be more pertinent to some of the things I'm doing. But I feel you. I feel that scattered energy because I feel like I feel almost high. It's, that's kind of how I feel is like I'm I'm high, but high on life. <laughs> High above We're the clouds. We're also recording during lunchtime, which is weird. I don't normally, we don't normally record during lunchtime. So that's also got me off. I'm a little hungry. So I hopefully am my too. stomach won't growl while we're yeah. in recording. Why did we decide to do this? this I don't way? know why we decided to do this in the middle of the day. Because I'm hungry too. I was just thinking. Well, oh, we'll it. give it a go. Yeah, I think we'll be able to make it through. I can um, stave off my starvation until we finish talking about our topic today. What are we talking about today, Kara? We are talking about business building resources. And I was so inspired after doing the research for this episode. There were some things that I felt pretty comfortable that I was aware of. And then so many new ideas that I got by doing the prep work for this episode. So that's what we're talking about. I love it. I love it. So before we dive into this, I want to tell everybody or remind everybody of my own personal story with this, because I think it's really important that when we go to list all of these business building resources, and by the way, we are going to talk about free resources, we're going to talk about grant funded resources, and we're going to talk about resources that you can pay for as well. So that's kind of where our big three is. And this is going to be kind of a listicle episode. So you might want to grab a pen and a piece of paper because you may want to take a few notes. So while I'm sharing my story, if you're out doing something or you're driving around in your tractor, you might want to dig around and try to find wherever that paper and pencil is or at least make a few things in your phone. That's another way you could do it. Yeah, make a note in your phone. This is definitely a jot down a notes episodes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So back in 1992, after my dad had passed away, 
And I wanted to move down here to Missouri. And I'd been down, I mean, to move down to the ranch in Missouri. And I was living in Kansas City. And I was working for a big corporation that got bought out by another corporation. And so they were eliminating duplicate positions is basically what they were doing. And of course, I was a consultant and I was a duplicate position. So I knew my job was going to be ending pretty quickly. And I got talked into my sister who was, it was a dog groomer. (laughs) So that's one of the reasons I have all those dog grooming examples. And my mother, of course, we've raised animals and had horses and dogs and those kind of things for a very long time. So they said, why don't you start your own business? It would be fun, right? And I'd already had a couple of little side hustle businesses in my corporate job. And I thought, sure, why not? So what am I good at? I'm good at graphic design. And I know Kara can share my pain with some graphic design things that she's been playing with lately. But I was good at graphic design. I was good at printing, but I had no idea how to run a business. I'd always worked in a corporation and maybe had a little side hustle with my photography and a couple of other small things that I did. And I went bankrupt in 1994. (laughs) So if that tells you how long that particular little um, exercise in my life lasted, And I remember standing in front of a federal court judge and the judge asking me, if I relieve you of your debt, what are you going to do to never be in front of me again? And I said, I can guarantee you I'm not going to be in front of you again because I'm never going to have another small business or another business at all. I'm going to go back to my cubicle. I'm going to be a good little girl. I'm going to stay in line. This was horribly painful. And I don't want to ever experience it again because I took out loans, all kinds of things to be able to get this done. It was not a pretty day in my life. And a couple of years later, of course, I um, backslid on that. I went back to my cubicle. It was horrid. I went back to college, wasn't getting what I needed there either. And so I started another business, but I did it so much smarter. I went to the SBA which is one of the resources we're going to talk about today. And I went to the small to business, small to business, small business development center at uh, CMSU. I think the college name has changed now, but it's Central Missouri University, State University. And I worked with this business counselor who made me do the most boring things, like talk about accounting and cash flow and had me write a business plan. And I mean, he definitely did not do it for me, but he gave me a lot of resources. And that was in 1996. And I still have that business today. So, and not only that, I have a couple others at this point. So literally, this was the difference between success and failure for me. So when we talk about these resources that are out there, They're taxpayer funded. My taxpayer dollars from all those years I spent in corporate America, they pay the salary of the man who helped me build a business that now supports him in a different way. So I cannot say enough nice things about these organizations and the help that they can provide to your business. I think that that's one of the things that a lot of business owners that are new starting out that they don't realize that is essential because Not many of us in the small business sector that are especially in the animal-based business, like a lot of us didn't go to business school. Like we didn't spend a lot of time in college learning the basics of running a business. A lot of it was kind of bootstrapped from learn-as-you-go behaviors, and that can be really hit or miss. And 
the truth is, is that there are so many amazing free programs out there and I'm just kind of blown away by what your options are. So, and I think a lot of people, I know I didn't, when I first got started, I didn't realize how much help was out there that can kind of support you as you move through that early journey. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm sitting here thinking about how did I ever find that first counselor? And you know me, I'm going to get woo-woo for a moment. I'm going to swear that's divine intervention because I did not come up with that on my own. Probably I found some class that I would wanted to take because I'm a perpetual student. That is, I never stop studying and learning. Sometimes it's uh, paid for academic courses and other times it's me enrolling in anything and everything. But however, whatever spirit led me to the gentleman that helped me write that business plan and be really deeply involved in getting some things from the Small Business Development Center was really, really important in my development as an entrepreneur. And I have to say, I share a lot of the wisdom that I learned from that experience with my clients now when we're talking about entrepreneurial strategy and that kind of thing. And I got so into it, I fell in love with it, the whole process, maybe not the accounting, but the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So I think you mentioned originally the SBA. So why don't we start with number one of our big three, which is the free sector. And so I've got a couple things I want to just kind of run through. And Kim, if you have personal experience with any of these, or you want to make comments, just butt in okay. um, and I'll make room for you when we do that. So I'm going to be flipping back and forth between a couple documents here. So the first one that Kim has already mentioned is the SBA, the Small Business Administration. I found this great resource, the uschamber.com. So I'm going to try to put as many of these resources and website links into our show notes when this episode goes live, because I think you will probably be able to easily just dig into some of this stuff. So I want to make sure that that's easily accessible for you. But the first of these is the SBA the Small Business Administration, and they offer a lot of different resources. The first one is they have small business development centers that are located near you. So you simply enter your zip code and you can find your nearest SBDC, which stands for Small Business Development Center. I think that this is really important because sometimes you need to walk in the door and go talk to somebody. It also is opportunities where you can actually attend courses. You can just have the resources that are in your local community. They also have this cool program, which I looked at online and actually enrolled in. It's called the SBA's Ascent. It's basically a free learning platform that's for women entrepreneurs. And there's just tons of topics. They have fireside chats is what they call them, self-assessments, discussion guides, and discussion guides and different types of exercises. I thought this was really cool when I was flipping through and learning more about it. And I went ahead and enrolled. It was free to enroll. And the information that they make available is also free. The SBA also has something called Learning Center Courses. It's basically their video learning courses. So they cover everything from starting a business to selling your business and everything in between. They have a lot of videos and they're short, like little bite-sized videos, which is key for me. I need something that's just a few minutes long to kind of spark my interest, give me something important, and then we just move on. They have another something that I thought was really interesting called Boots to Business So if you're a small animal-based business owner and you're transitioning as a service member, or if you're a spouse with access to a military installation, you should definitely check out this Boots to Business program. It's just got some special things for you guys. They have some reboot courses and that sort of stuff. 
And then this last one that I'm going to mention is just the Emerging Leaders Initiative. If you have at least one employee beside yourself, and if you've been in business for more than three years, that might be something that you would find really useful. Anyway, I loved that their website was really easy to navigate, and then they have their programs laid out really nice, and there was just a ton more that I didn't even mention. Kim, anything you want to add with your personal experience with the SBA? I do. So some of the Learning Center courses, there are some live ones probably coming back now that we Mm -hmm. have stopped with so many COVID restrictions. I taught a bunch of Learning Center courses in pre-COVID. I taught a ton of them at different state universities across the state. I mean, I, I was, and also in Colorado and Kansas. So they're great courses and there's a lot to be said for that. So the things that I want to do for people is I want to clarify a couple of things. First of all, we do say these are free resources because you're not going to have to write a check while you're at the resource. I do want to be really clear. You've already paid for this. If you pay taxes, you've paid for this. It's part of your taxpayer dollars at work. So don't sit back and say, well, I don't want to take advantage of that because it's free. How good can it be? No, it's paid for. You've already prepaid for it. So definitely get that mindset shift right now. The other thing I want to make super clear is none of these things are going to be where somebody does it for you. All right. They're guiding systems. They're educational systems. They're going to teach you what to do. And then you have to go figure out how to do it for your own business. The counselors and the small business development centers, they do have individuals that will work directly with you and give you a little bit more in-depth guidance. But just like all of the other groups that are on this list that Kara and I are going over with you today, They're not going to do it for you. You are not hiring them to do it. They are going to give you guidelines and tell you what you need to do and give you feedback on what you do accomplish so they can help you understand how to change it or do it better or modify it. So please be aware this is going to be work for you. You are going to have to put some effort for it in it. And I love the SBA Ascent program. And I also love Boots to Business. There's also multiple programs. And we're talking to animal-based businesses here. But there are multiple opportunities for you to learn about government service-oriented businesses through these same programs. So if you have something where you could provide a product or service to the United States government that they might need, then these are places that you're going to learn about that as well. With that said, I don't want you to think that just because you're an animal-based business and you're not interested in those government contracts, that these resources are not important. So do not tune them out because of that fact. They have a lot, a lot to offer you and that is not associated with those government referral programs. So don't just tune it out, but also make sure that you understand what that program is going to contain. So read the class descriptions well, look at who's that, who you have as a counselor, and continue to hone that in so it's just the help that you need for the direction you want to take your business. And my final piece of information here, because we're going to go over a few more others here that you're going to have, is that counselors and mentors and 
the individual advisors, they're like potato chips. Don't eat just one. One potato chip does not fill you up or give you the nutrition that you need. Not that a potato chip's that great at that anyway, but let's let's suspend that belief and believe that potato chips are good for us. But you definitely want to get multiple people involved and get information from multiple resources and then use your entrepreneurial acumen to figure out which direction is right for you. All right, that's my two cents for now. We got more to talk about. We do. So the next one that I found, which I've never used before, but I did find it really interesting was HubSpot. HubSpot's a cloud-based customer relationship management tool. So it's like a CRM, but they offer free and paid programs. So they do have a free program. And what I was most interested in is that it has the HubSpot Academy for ongoing education, and it's geared towards just all different levels of people in business. So there's a lot of free programs that they have mixed in with that, including quick courses and longer certification sessions. So you can earn some certifications that you can display on your website and that sort of thing. You can achieve certifications through in digital marketing, in content marketing, and advertising, and sales, and that sort of thing. So one other little piece that they have is they have the HubSpot's website grader, which I thought was really interesting. I'm planning on playing with it later, where you enter in your company's website and email address and you get a score and it grades your site's performance based on things like SEO, your mobile abilities and your security. Then it will provide some recommendations for site improvements. So I thought that was a really interesting one. Have you ever used HubSpot? I have not, but I have used Google's website tools, which you were going to get to in this list as well. Mm -hmm. I've used a lot of Google's tools that I find are amazingly good. So I'm sure HubSpot has got a lot out there. Do you realize when these are corporate sponsored rather than government sponsored that the free resources provided with a taste of bait for something else, like in HubSpot's case to buy their CRM or in Google's space case to set you up to buy advertising. So just be aware, you don't have to say yes to that. Okay. These are big corporations, unlike a small business. They're not going to go out of business because you're taking some free information from them. So anyway, that's my two cents there. The next one I have is SCORE. We actually have a SCORE here in my area. It's the Service Corps of Retired Executives. So it provides resources for entrepreneurs, including webinars, courses, business templates. And then here locally, and I'm sure locally for you guys, they do local workshops. So they have a couple things that they've got going on. First of all, they do events and workshops. So you can just go to their website and enter in your zip code and they have a filtering process and you can figure out what topics they have available to you that might be really interesting. They also do a mentorship opportunity, which I think is really neat because it's basically business executives that are giving their time to the citizens and permanent residents in their area, just giving them information and helping them out. So I thought that was really interesting. It might be fun for some people to look into. And SCORE, from what I understand, there is a membership component to it, but it does say they have free digital resources. And I have attended some of their meetings at no cost and gotten some great information from them. Have you ever interacted with SCORE? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I speak for SCORE at least I figured 10 to 12 you times a year. You do trainings yeah. for them, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do a tremendous, as a matter of fact, tomorrow morning, I'm teaching a paid social media class 
that's three hours long and live. So for score. So I do oh, a wow. lot of speaking and interacting with score and I have for over 10 years. I started doing a lot of stuff with score back in 2011 was when I really kind of got 2011, 2012, somewhere in there was when I got involved with them. So they do have mentorship opportunities. A lot of the stuff that they still list is listed as virtual, but they are starting to go back to in-person things. Mm-hmm. And they're not always retired anymore. That's one of the things that I know it's always going to be the service core of retired executives, but sure. they are not all retired retired. Some of the younger folks, they've gone out and and recruited go-getter entrepreneurs and business people to be present. And it'll be a different slate of humanity for every state. They're almost always associated with or very near the Small Business Development Center for whatever school you're at. And most of them are located in state universities, sometimes community colleges, sometimes government buildings, but a lot of places they're going to be attached to a state university or a state university, I don't know what to call it, like outlet the ones that aren't the directly the university, but there are places, there's a lovely term for it, which has escaped my brain at the moment. But score to my knowledge, they may charge some things for some of their bigger workshops and some chapters do. But the chapters that I have all been involved with, everything has been no cost to the recipient. So just read carefully when you look at their classes. You can go to the website score.org and find stuff. And if it's virtual, you can attend it from anywhere if it's live. And some score chapters I know are doing hybrid events where you can tune in to the live class. And score mentors are great. And if you have one that you want to work with that has access to some great information and then they don't have access to something else you need, you can always ask to say, do you have a referral within the SCORE network that would be good for me to solve problem ABC? So um, I love SCORE. I love the people there. They're such giving people and so big hearted when it comes to small entrepreneurs. I think it's an amazingly good organization. That's been my experience with SCORE as well. Another organization that's kind of similar, which is on our list, is the U.S. Chamber of Commerce in that the networking piece that they offer, I think is really great. I was a member in a small community where I was running a nonprofit, and I really enjoyed the networking piece of that. And we had some really great local chapter activities where we got together in person, and we always had a great speaker. So you can actually go to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. It's the world's largest business organization. They have virtual events, in-person events. They have informative guides on small business topics, and just really great networking opportunities. So the local Local chapter is where you would find, um, you should be able to find one in your area. You can go and you can do a little search. It's like finding the Chamber of Commerce in your area search and they can help you find the right one. Another piece of this that the Chamber has is they have a Chamber on Demand program, which includes videos, forums where questions are asked and answered. They have interviews with experts and business leaders and different government officials all on the Chamber on Demand platform. So you can go on and browse by topic or series and you can kind of pick and choose what you need to find on there. And it's pretty user-friendly for what I've been able to tell. What are your thoughts on this particular resource, Kim? Have you had a lot of interactions with the Chamber? 
I have had a lot of interactions with individual chambers, but I haven't had it with the larger mm-hmm. organization, particularly the national yeah. organization. Like I've worked and done a lot of speaking with maybe regional chambers and also beyond just the U.S. chamber, there's all of the little chambers underneath them that are even like your local city ones. But there's also chambers mm-hmm. that are specific to groups of people. Like there's a black chamber in a lot of places or Hispanic chamber or chambers that are for women specifically. So a lot of the marginalized groups that maybe struggle a little bit with being able to find other resources in their area that can help them, go ahead and Google those things in your own area because those chambers have resources that you might be able to really access at a deeper level that may or may not cost you something. So some of them, there's the price of admission of joining the chamber before you get the benefits, but others offer resources to small business owners that are of no cost as well. So the next thing that I have listed on here is kind of a I thought it was a kind of funny one when I first thought of it, but it's LinkedIn, which I've always thought of as kind of like the social media platform for professional networking. So I went in and put LinkedIn on here because it is a social media platform that's used by entrepreneurs. And it's a great place where you can showcase your company and build resources and build relationships and that sort of thing. And you can also put yourself in as an expert on certain topics to really show your expertise. But there also is a piece of LinkedIn that's the Small Business Resource Center that has a lot of free content. They have virtual events, different online courses and live streams. So I had never really thought about LinkedIn in terms of a place to go and learn. But with their Small Business Resource Center, there's actually a lot of opportunity there. So don't discredit it. You may or may not be on LinkedIn at this point as a small business owner, but it's not a bad idea to have a LinkedIn account, even if it's just to access the Small Business Resource Center. Absolutely. LinkedIn has a lot of good resources. They bought out another website that was a lot of learning resources. So in that process, they got a lot of good, valuable educational real estate. So yes, it's definitely worth a look. And if you haven't looked lately, you probably need to look again because they really have stepped up a lot of things over at LinkedIn. So the last one I'm going to mention, and then I know, Kim, you definitely want to add to this, is Google. So Google, many of you probably already know, is they have Google My Business, but I come in contact with entrepreneurs all the time that have not even taken the steps to set up their Google My Business platform yet. So Google My Business can pull customers to your online platform, but they also have a lot of free tools for entrepreneurs. They have the Google Workspace. They have different topics that you can go through and learn about, such as getting your business online, standing out in search, understanding your SEO, starting an online store, using email marketing. They have a whole list of things that they've got education on. So I highly recommend if you haven't done the work to go into Google yet and figure that out that you do it. And all of these resources that I've mentioned today, you can learn more. There's direct links all at the uschamber.com. I pulled a lot of that from there and it was super informative. Kim, what are your thoughts on Google? Because I know we've done an episode on Google, but I know you have extra thoughts around this topic. So I just love Google altogether. They really do make it 
better for everybody. And they're such a resource for all of us. And it's in their best interest to make sure that small businesses are successful on Google. So they really do put out a lot of really good information. And then there's YouTube, which should be everybody's second search engine if it's not their first when they're wanting to learn something or get information. I think about the only thing you can say about all of this is it's an overwhelming amount of information. (laughs) And parsing through it can sometimes be a little bit on the time consuming side. But I do believe that this is good. They're virtual. It's free. It's easily accessible. And very much like LinkedIn, it's something that you can do in your pajamas and work your way through all of the resources to help you get your business better up and running. So the next of our big three is where we talk about grant-funded opportunities. So One of the things that when I was thinking about this section is I wanted to make a couple disclaimers. First of all, some of the grant funding opportunities do require an application fee. You definitely want to take the time to read the fine print, understand the requirements, check that you meet the requirements, and then make sure that you understand the dates and the timelines before applying for any of these things. Grants are an interesting opportunity because unlike when you go out and get a loan, a lot of the grants don't require them to be paid back. Like you're performing the service, you're doing an application, but you're not having to pay it back unlike when you get a loan. So a great place to start looking at grants is simply grants.gov. It is a big database that hosts thousands of grant opportunities just across a variety of industries. So you really have to go in, you have to narrow down your search, you've got to spend a little time looking. But when you do, there's a ton of stuff there. I went through grants.gov when I was in the nonprofit sector. And we were able to, with the help of some other nonprofits, we were able to get some funding through grants.gov. And the application process, it's not always easy. But what you can receive from that is worth the time and energy oftentimes. Absolutely. Anytime you can take a look at around at what is available out there, it's a good idea to do so. And I do know quite a while ago when people would ask me, oh, is there a grant available to do this? And I'm like, you're a for-profit business. No. (laughs) But that's not the case now. There are grant-funded grants and grant-funding opportunities and all of those things. And there's also grants that pay for education for you. So I'm going to just rattle off a couple of them that I know about. So I do a lot of speaking for an organization here in Kansas City called Square One. And Square One is housed through the Mid-Continent Public Library, which is a kind of a semi-regional library system. It's not specific to one city, but it's kind of like the Kansas City Metro is what it entails. And they're funded through the Kauffman Foundation, which is a definite Kansas City organization. So Ewing Kauffman was the founder of Marion Laboratories. I actually, that was the corporate job that got bought out and I left back at the beginning of this podcast episode. I was working for Marion, which became Marion Merrill Dow and then which moved on to be Cerner and a whole bunch of other things and is now Oracle and it's it's a whole mess and in all of the takeovers that have happened there. 
But Mr. K, as we like to refer to him, Mr. K was deeply involved in Kansas City entrepreneurship because in honesty, he built this multi-billion dollar corporation starting out in his basement grinding oyster shells. So he had a beautiful entrepreneurial story and him and his wife left a lot of their legacy to fund the Kauffman Foundation, which provides resources at no cost to small business owners. So Mr. K is amazing and he was one of a kind, but there's also a lot of other people out there, philanthropists, that do leave in their legacies, corporations that leave in their legacies grants, and they fund programming. And what's fun about this is they fund programming that pays people like me to come teach really in-depth business classes. So I teach an in-depth class every single month for Square One about the business model canvas and the value proposition canvas. And I take a small group of people through it. Sometimes they're virtual. So if you want to Google Square One, you might be able to get involved in that. But the point of all of this is that that is replicated in numerous cities across this country. And it's just a point of you getting curious to say, what is available to me out there? And if you live in a bigger city, there's often a clearinghouse organization of some kind that has access to all of those things. So in Kansas City, we call it Kansas City SourceLink. And what they are, their sole function as a nonprofit is to attach any business owner that wants it to the resources that they need to get a hold of. And they've got a whole rail map and the whole nine yards of how you can get on track with your business. So start looking for those things in your own city, in your own metro area. And if you're in a small rural or population, which I do live in, you may have to go a little ways to be able to access those bigger resources. But trust me, it's worth the drive. It's worth maybe a couple of nights of hotel expenses for you to be able to get that help from those grant-funded sources where philanthropists have provided the money so that you can get the help you need. So we've already mentioned the Chamber of Commerce and the SBA um, Small Business Administration, but I just want to just jump in here and say that these organizations a lot of times can also help you identify and locate local grant opportunities. Sometimes they're the first to know in the area what's available. So definitely, if you're thinking about accessing either of those organizations, you can definitely look into them and see if they have leads on anything or maybe they're connected in some way. The next one I have here is the NASC Growth Grants. It's the National Association for the Self-Employed. It's an industry organization that offers growth grants to eligible small businesses. They have a membership requirement, but I definitely recommend checking them out, nasc.org. They had some interesting looking opportunities when I was researching through there. And then FedEx Small Business Grants. It seems funny, but this is one of those companies that Kim was talking about that, you know, they think about ways that they can give back to the community. So FedEx Grants has, I've seen different opportunities come from them. Last year, there was a photography one. I don't know if you remember that one or not, Kim, that came out. But 
They also have a grant that runs regularly. If you're in a business that involves shipping goods or products, you can qualify potentially for the FedEx Small Business Grant. It's open to small businesses who have had FedEx shipping numbers for at least six months. But in this one turns on and off. I thought it was really interesting. It just Google FedEx grants and it'll come right up. But I had an interesting time looking at that and it I actually added it to my list of potential grants to keep an eye on down the line. Have you ever used the FedEx grant for anything? No, I haven't. I'm going to have to look into that. That sounds like a really interesting thing yeah, I would definitely. like to know more about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think they had a photography thing uh, last year. I remember thinking about applying for it and I never did. The last one I'm going to mention here, which I thought was interesting, was the Amber Grants. They are an organization aimed to help women achieve their business dreams. And when I went on and checked them out, they do have an application fee, but they give monthly grants. So they give monthly grants. The application fee is a one-time fee. Once you're in, you're in, and then you can be entered in consecutively months. And so what I thought was really interested is that they pay out every month and it's really women-focused. A lot of Forbes, Score, which we've already mentioned on here, NerdWallet, all of these companies really have good things to say about it. It's been featured on NASDAQ and different startup, business startup websites. So I thought this was an interesting one. I also bookmarked it for myself because you can get a pretty decent grant that you can use as a woman entrepreneur towards your business. So I bookmarked this one for myself as well, because I want to keep an eye on it and see if it's something that might be might be good for, for my business. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to move into our third of our big three paid programming? Absolutely. Yes. Because there's sometimes when you want to have a little more contact, a little more accountability, a person with a little deeper investment in what you're doing because you are they're being paid for it. And so you can do things like, and we've, we have had whole episodes that have been devoted to a few things like hiring a coach, but hiring a business coach, that is definitely one way to get yourself a good resource for your business and for keeping you accountable. Also, coaches can teach you about things maybe that you don't know about. So maybe if you need to work on your marketing, you can have a separate marketing coach, or if you're trying to grow or solve a specific problem in your business, a business growth coach would be definitely a good idea. There's also in photography, what we would call a business coach in the photography world is called a mentor. So that's another option for a lot of businesses out there. Mentorship in many ways is not a paid part of a business resource. In other words, you don't pay a mentor. They kind of do it as a labor of love. If you're an animal photographer, however, the photography is different. It does expect payment for mentorship, which is, there's no problem. They're very good programs. We offer one through Cowgirls with Cameras, and it's all designed to really move you forward on your marketing and to move you forward in your business. So paid mentoring is something that you can consider. And then there's also a host of business programs out there. People like me who are growth strategists, entrepreneurial strategists that have programs that you can purchase 
and work on a specific part of your business or a specific goal in your business or even overall development. So a couple of those I can think of would be to check out my website at bemorebusiness.com and then also check out some other things like B-School with Marie Forleo. If you're doing online stuff, Amy Porterfield, those are all great programs where you can take really in-depth education with these individuals and then also look at other people within your network or within your local area that provide very specific business educational or resource type services. Excellent. I don't have anything to add to that. I think you covered it really well. So what I am going to do is just wrap us up. So this was a lot of information. Um, and I know it was a lot of information, which is why we were like, pull over, get out your pen and paper, go ahead and make some notes of stuff that you want to go and look at later. Don't forget to check the show notes for this episode because I will do my very best to put a lot of the links to my resources on here so that you can click through and see for yourself what might be a good fit for your business. Just remember that you have options. There are free options, there are grant funded options, and there is paid programming, which we talked about today. Anyway, we hope that this helps you guys move forward. And we also hope that it inspires you. Sometimes you get one of those big ideas and you're like, oh, I just can't afford to do this idea right now, or I don't know how to do this idea. This might be a way to help move you forward and to get that idea jump started to just really build that business. And the more you know about the resources that are available in the community, the more you can plan for the future of your business. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. If you're a photographer and you want to know more about our other show, Cowgirls with Cameras, that we co-host with our pal Phyllis of Phyllis Burchette Photo, head over and find us on the anywhere that you listen. Search Cowgirls with Cameras and you can find us over there. We're getting some great feedback on that show and we'd love to have you join us over there too thanks for listening to this episode of the business animal be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and if you learned something today leave us a review to learn more find us at thebusinessanimal.com we'd love to hear from you until next time keep your business well trained with the business animal